When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply to talk all things Mount Albert Grammar School. Ken Laban joins us. Afternoon to you, Ken. Afternoon, mate. How we did, are you? We did get you on to talk about Mount Albert Grammar, didn't we? Of course you did. <laughs> of hey, course you did, brother. Hey, did either of those sides tackle yesterday? Fiji, Moana Pacifica, 47-46. A wonderful advertisement for the way the game should be played. 93 points in 80 minutes or something, isn't it? Yeah. Um, not sure about my own college maths, but... Um, yeah, no, you did right. 47 and 46 is not a lot of defence going on. Um, we'll keep the crowd on their feet and plenty of entertainment. Mind you, the way they do tackle, the way both sides play with such physicality, you can understand why neither player probably wanted to make a tackle. Yes, exactly. Mm. Hey, um, we've got Justin alongside of us here, Justin Marshall as well. Just want to, um, I'm not sure what rugby you did see yesterday, but I just want to talk about Luke Jacobson. Where does he sit in your mind, Ken, in regards to backups to Artie Severe in the eight jersey when you look at guys like Sawa Kula, Hoskins, Satuto, also in the mix? I, I, thought, what, I, I thought watching him at the moment, he's become the player that I always thought he was. Yeah, well, I suppose... Um you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how to respond to that. Um, obviously, he's going to be in the conversation. Um, but, you know, this is the kind of player that can make the impact for us um, at eight um, with the ball. And, of course, you know, Hardy's specialty. Um, you know, when they bring the ball into contact, he comes out with it on the other side. Um, and he's been able, and, and to some degree, you know, continue the legacy set by um, by Richie McCall with regard to that. And, of course, his explosive running and the beautiful left to right pass he threw over the top for um, Nahola's try. So, for you know, there's a lot of reasons for us to be excited about, you know, the various skill sets that Artie brings to the back of the scrum. Um, but I'm not sure that Jacobson brings all of those with him. No. He's hardworking, uh, he's tough, great attitude, all of that kind of stuff. Um, but is that enough? Yeah, but I don't think anybody is going to get to the level of Artie Severe. And I guess my question is: Is he the best of the rest? I mean, who who is who is the backup then? If it's if it's not if it's not Luke Jacobson, and Justin might have a thought on this as well. Yeah, well, there's no doubt in my mind that Tutu and um, and Akira have got the skill set. Um, they can both hit. They can both offload. They can both keep the ball alive. Uh, they've both got those nice, subtle touches. Um, but really, it would be fair to say that neither of them have cemented this spot in the team for one reason or another um, to come out. But they've, they've certainly got the skills, you know, both of them. Both of them can play in the centre and not look out of place. OK. Totally agree, yeah. No, and g'day, Kenny. Thanks for joining us, mate. Appreciate it as always. Uh, yeah, I guess... It's where the All Blacks want to get to, isn't it, in terms of, like you said, what, what type of player they want and then how they then balance out that back row. You know, I'm still thinking to myself after having seen his old man at the weekend um, that Ethan Blackadder, I think, has got all of the skill set, the toughness, um, the hard running, the work rate, 
to, to play number eight, but um, I'm not sure Ian Foster um, sits in the same camp as me on that one. Um, but anyway, look, I wanted to chat to you about your um, the, the Hurricanes versus the Blues game. We had Nisbo on earlier as a Hurricane supporter. He said it, it annoyed him. It actually annoyed him, the performance of the Hurricanes. What did you make of their performance against the Blues? Well, it was a game they could have, would have, should have, and in the end didn't, wasn't it? Um, mm. And I share every bit of um, of Nisbo's frustration. But before I get to that, um, Marshall, I just want to take this opportunity about uh, to add my name to the list of those that are wishing um, you and Todd Blackadder and Wayne Smith um, who were inducted into the Hall of Fame um, in this past week. All the very best and congratulations. Um, it's wonderful that your um, that your legacy and your contribution and your success. Um, at the uh, at the Crusaders during a what was a brilliant and illustrious playing career for you, mate. It's now set in stone uh, forever. Um, you know, it's not something that we do a lot of in New Zealand. Acknowledge and recognise um, uh, great achievements in this Hall of Fame. Um, a lot of them are relatively new concepts, but nonetheless, they are opportunities for us to not to acknowledge and honour our champion players and champion contributors. So I was really pleased um, to see you broke that acknowledgement and recognition, um, thoroughly deserved. And um, like I say, I just wanted to add my list of those um, in New Zealand and around the world that are wishing all of you well on uh, successful careers um, at the Crusaders. And what I agree 100%, mate, I'm a big Ethan Blackadder fan. Uh, Marshall always have been. I, you know, I love that kid. It's hard. One of the reasons why he's injured with the shoulders all the time is because he whacks people. You know, uh, when he, he goes in for the kill, and he's got he's got that stuff in his DNA that you can't coach. Uh, you know, with the greatest respect to Todd, I think Ethan's tougher than his father, mate. He can hit, <laughs> he can run, he can compete at the breakdown. He's fantastic um, player. And I agree. I would have him ahead of um, um, ahead of most players when it comes to picking. You know, who would you guys be most comfortable with in the pack row? After, you know, like if we just work on the basis that, you know, Artie and Sam Kane obviously going to lock up um, two positions and more likely Dalton Papali, possibly the, I don't know, I'm only speculating, but I would have no qualms whatsoever if Ethan Blackout was one in the conversation to be one starting inside that three, or if not, being the player off the. Um, uh, off the bench, and I, you know, when you think about what they're going to face, um, even in Game One when they get to the World Cup, they are up for a shit fight on Game One, bro. You know that as well as I do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're going to need the kind of players um, that are going to stand up, step up, hit hard and high, and go nowhere on defence, um, and then try and play some footy after that. I don't think there's any way that they they would consider or contemplate. Um, going in with any less than 100% Toro 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 attitude to open up the World Cup campaign. Well, first of all, I totally agree with you on that, no doubt about it, and it's the type of player I think we need to change the picture as well um, from what the rest of the world have seen from the All Blacks in the last couple of years. But secondly, um, thank you very much for your kind words, Ken. They, they mean a lot coming from you, your knowledge of the game, it's unprecedented and um, the fact that you've seen so many players um, for you to say uh, that uh, those those words to me um, I really really appreciate it thank you bro no, no worries mate much respect okay uh, your Hurricanes team last night Ken Laban what was the difference between the two sides other than the score 
Well, you know, well, you look at that. Um, you look at that Hurricanes team um, that started. Um, I always thought, um, and I'm not trying to sound, sound like a smart aleck because um, we're the three-quarter way um, of the competition, but the Hurricanes, when they were that team that we all knew um, that they could be, PJ Pedernara was the nine and Bogan Barrett was the ten. Um, and they've basically gone, you know, um, the best part of two or three years now um, without either without either of them. And um, and I think that the only, and, you know, and I know this sounds terrible, it's not meant to sound as a criticism, but probably the only area um, where they have lacked experience, class and poise alongside, um, you know, the other big dogs in the competition has been that 9-10 um, area. Those are the two boys that handle the ball the most. Those are the two players that make the big decisions on uh, when they're going to run, when they're going to pass, when they're going to kick. They sort out the order of the forwards going. They do all of that. Um, stuff that Marshall was acknowledged and recognised for um, last week. But Aidan Morgan and Roy Gard, with the greatest respect, their best footy is still in front of them. So in a sum- in summary then, Ken, just looking at the, the top eight as it sits now, there's, there's still some niggle probably in position seven and eight where there could be some jockeying for positions in that last round. But if you look at the the nucleus of the sides that are already guaranteed getting in there, Chiefs, Crusaders, Blues, Brumbies, Hurricanes, Waratahs. Who to you, even though the Chiefs are sitting on top of the table, do you think is the side that, um, the two sides that will probably be in the final? Chiefs and Crusaders. Um, and I don't have any, I don't have any, I don't have any doubt about that. Of that, of that top eight and of that top four, that, well, to me, they're the two best teams in the comp. Um, this year, and that's the final. That's the final that everybody wants. Which does, Marshy, doesn't that raise an interesting debate um, over should we have a top eight or should we have a top four? Um, yeah. A top eight, as it stands now, you're a 66 percent chance to make the postseason or to make the playoffs. And I think last year you could win four games and make the playoffs. Well, to my mind, mate, that's a joke. Um, if it was me, I would cut it off at the top four. And those top four teams that you um, that you read out, three New Zealand teams and the Brumbies, they're the top four teams in the competition. And I would love to see a, uh, a final series where it's really, really intense um, as well. Maybe one place two and the winner of that game sits out for a week and then three place four and the loser goes to the beach and then two or three playoff and elimination final and create a little bit of drama. Um, around it, but that to me would be a far better representation of excellence um, at the elite level, having a top four than a top eight, where um, you know it's almost a round robin playoff, isn't it? Um, in the end, when one plays eight in the first round of the um, of the competition, when there's a, to me there's a huge difference in class and status between the top four and the other teams already. Mm. Ken, just finally, want to just acknowledge the Blues' performance last night, and we've talked a lot about them today. But um, Bryce Heem, Mark Talia, um, probably their two best games for the Blues. Both were magnificent. Is Mark Talia now starting to just come into his own? Is he starting to look like the complete footballer? Um, boy, he's been he's he's been fabulous. Um, and obviously, obviously, he's going to be picked. In my view, the only the only player who's not an All Black that's going to get picked in that team is going to be Sean Stevenson. Um, in my view, everybody else has either been there before. Um, there may be, you know, my knowledge of the 
Boar's maybe not that great, but you know, overall the best player in New Zealand, that's not an all black is Sean Stevenson. Um and he can play he can play fourteen or fifteen. The All Blacks have got a history of picking fifteens who can play fourteen um and can and can and can do it well. Um he's tall, he's big, he's fast, he's in great form. Um and he's and he's a terrific talent. But Mark Mark Talia, well, you know, as I said before, about stuff that's in your DNA, he's just a special player. Um, some of those tries that he scored uh, this year and last night, fabulous. Billy Harmon? Well, where would you... Where would you and where, at whose expense? No, I know, that's like, what so I'm... But, but I'm just saying, based on injury, uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard, isn't it, at the moment? You want to try and keep these guys here, but there just doesn't appear to be a pathway through. But how good has he been in a in a hurricane? Oh, no, no, well, he's been terrific. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's been here. He's been terrific. Well, well mate, obviously, Sam Kane's going to get picked. And uh, Dalton Papali um, is going to get picked. Are they going to pick Dalton as a seven? Or are they going to pick Dalton as a six? If they pick Dalton as a six, it might open the door for Billy Harmon. Um, I, you know, I don't know if that's going to happen. You have to ask someone smarter than me uh, where they do that. But if you if you work out, you know, per position who's likely to be there, he might be, he might be in the conversation. But I wouldn't think he's a walk up selection. And that's not being disrespectful. Oh. I just. No, that hey, traffic jam there, mate. Let me. No, all, all we want is an opinion and a thought, Ken, and you're very good at delivering one. So thank you. Look, thanks for the time this afternoon, mate. All the very best. Thank you, bud. Cheers, Marshy. Cheers, Kenny. Thank you.